Hey guys, welcome to another huge, huge episode of Triggered. Tonight we're joined by one of the original MAGA meme lords, Douglas Mackey. The Biden administration once dug in prison for memes. He was actually convicted of so-called election interference literally over a meme from 2016. But the good news is he just got a major win in the appeals court where he'll get a stay. They didn't just throw out the insanity, but he got a stay. And we'll get to hear about all of that shortly. But the fact is this, guys. The Biden regime wants us all locked up and silent. Okay, so you're not going to want to miss this episode. And later in the show, I'll also be taking your question because honestly, there's so much going on. I started thinking about the opening monologue for tonight. And I was like, I could do three hours just on the insanity between the testimony of the president of my alma mater, the University of Pennsylvania, and then Harvard and MIT, the insanity there. Uh, what's going on in the New York Atten Attorney General's sham suit where an expert witness today literally testified there's nothing wrong with it. And while the AG would have issue with this, our expert witness used to be their expert witness when they went after Exxon. And even he's saying there's literally nothing here. Of course, that's not going to change the results because we live in a banana republic. And it's why we need your guys' help to get this message out there. So make sure you guys are liking, sharing, subscribing. Don't forget that you can also get these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts after they hear, you know, after they're here on Rumble. You can go check them out there. So if you're driving over the weekend and you miss Monday or Thursday show or you missed last month's show, check it out there and we can keep getting the message out. Also, I see how many people are watching and I see the number of likes. So Hit that like button. It should be a little shy of that because there's plenty of trolls that come in here. But for the most part, it's you guys that help us beat that algorithm, so do it. And because the madness and the left-wing insanity is only getting worse, it's so important that we keep getting this message out. So guys, before we get to Douglas, uh, again, Ricky Vaughn, uh, for those of you who remember, I mean, this was a legendary account. I mean... There's a lot of guys out there right now between Drano and Typical Liberal doing some amazing work. Ricky Vaughn was the original. Uh, it, it was incredible. I got in trouble from the media even for following it uh, back in the day. Of course, that's nonsense, but, you know, that's that was the start. That was the original tell. But before we get to Douglas, we got to have a quick breakdown of today's top headlines because <laughs> there's a lot of them, uh, and they're sane. And there's one thing... Joe Biden is actually good at, folks. I know. I know. Uh, but there is one thing Joe Biden is good at, and it's lying over and over and over again. Joe Biden was asked yesterday about his well-documented interaction with Hunter Biden's business associates. You know, those people from far-off lands who are paying the Bidens a lot for no one knows what. And Biden responded... That it's all a bunch of lies. And that he's never met with Hunter's associates. Watch and see for yourselves, guys. Polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70% of Americans, including 40% of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans 
uh, to Americans to admit this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment on it. I did not. And it's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many of their lies. business associates? I did not. They're well, lies. That's interesting. Well, either Biden is senile and just doesn't remember, or he's flat out lying. Or honestly, at this point, probably or possibly both. <laughs> I don't know what would be worse, right? Biden's photographed with Hunter Biden's business associates time and time again. He sent emails to them. He sent thousands of emails under an alias name. Why on earth would someone need to do that unless, of course, he knew it was shady? And those same associates have said under oath that they've met with Biden. Remember Devin Archer? Remember Tony Bobulinski? I mean, it's so clear, and yet it doesn't matter because the media won't talk about it. They won't even bring up the fact that it's lies because they're willing to lie to you as they've done for years now to further their cause and bring us closer to the brink of communism. This brings me to another important topic, the need for Hunter Biden to testify under oath. Right now, Hunter's playing games. He's saying that he'll only testify publicly, but a closed door testimony, guys, is actually much more rigorous. That's the game they're playing. No, 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 we'll do it publicly because we want transparency. That's not how it actually works, guys. I know this myself because unlike Hunter, I've actually been hauled up to Capitol Hill to testify many times. When it's closed doors, it's done by the professional staffers and the lawyers, and they, one side, can have three or four hours of question, one after the other after the other. Not just a member of Congress who's looking for a, you know, a quick, a quick, you know, soundbite for Twitter, and then... It gets interrupted after five minutes and the Democrats have a chance to redirect and Hunter can cry about his addiction. You know, he's, the addiction made him do this. He made tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars and addiction made, of course, he didn't give any of the money back. So I don't know that his apology and lies will matter that much, but these closed door depositions can last hours and hours. It's not a quick in and out redirecting media frenzy scam. Closed-door testimony is the most effective way to gain information during an investigation. There's a reason that Hunter Biden and his lawyers are saying a public hearing is the way we'll do it. They want you to believe that's transparency when it's further. It, nothing could be further from the truth on that. It's not. It just sounds like it is. Okay, I can assure you that if it was more rigorous in public, if it wasn't an easy out, they would not be saying that's the only way they do it. Abby Lowell, Hunter's lawyer, represented Jared Kushner and my sister. He understands this, okay? It's a lie, but there are Republicans who are so desperate for that quick little Twitter soundbite that they can fundraise off that they'll say, no, it's fine. A public hearing is best suited for exposing morons, like the president of my alma mater. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. But remember, don't let them get away with not having it behind closed doors. Have it behind closed doors. And then, once you have all the information, once you've had time to ask the thousands of questions on end, then, then we'll do a public hearing. Then everyone else can see it. 
Right now, they're still gathering information, so they're trying to lie to you. And the leftist media and big tech will say, no, they want transparency, so he's willing to do it publicly. And it's a lie, and you shouldn't fall for it. But public testimony can expose certain morons. As I mentioned, the president of my alma mater, the University of Pennsylvania, an Ivy League institution, one of the finest universities, at least it used to be, along with Harvard and MIT, testified this week before Congress. Watch this exchange between Elise Stefanik, Congresswoman from New York, and University of Pennsylvania President Liz McGill, and see for yourself. Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment, yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes speech or becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? This is absolutely insane, folks, okay? Again, this is not actually a free speech question. Would that kind of directed hate speech constitute a violation of their general rules and regulations, of their standards? Not free speech. They can't even answer that. I give a lot of credit to Elise Stefanik for pushing the issue, but let's play an intellectual argument here for a second. Imagine for a second if Elise Stefanik asked about, I don't know, calling for the genocide of any other race. What about trans people? What if, you know, me and my frat brothers at the University of Pennsylvania sat there and started calling for the genocide of trans people on campus? Do you think that would be a violation of their standards? McGill would have immediately said it, it's against the university's code of conduct. We would have been expelled instantly. We would have been expelled 25 years ago when I was there before people lost their minds. But apparently at Penn, you can call for the Holocaust. You just can't misgender someone. McGill's testimony was so bad that even Democrats are calling for her to resign. Apparently, there's a board meeting perhaps going on right now. I heard it's today. We'll see. She put out this forced apology last night that isn't convincing anyone. Watch this. It's amazing. There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the US Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been, the irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence 
human beings can Well, that looked like the hostage video. Like, does she really expect us to think that she's all of a sudden a free speech absolutist? I mean, let's not pretend, folks. A, the question was very clear. Does calling for the death of an individual group or race violate their code of conduct? It's not free speech. Let's not pretend that these same radical leftists that have taken over every institution in America and certainly academia weren't the same people screaming Words are violence. Remember that one? Words, they're, they're literally violence. They are killing me with their words about anyone else. Imagine they said this about African-Americans. Imagine they said this about the trans community again. UPenn is currently trying to strip tenure, okay, from a professor that criticized affirmative action. Give me a break. They're trying to throw out a professor that had an opinion on affirmative action. In other words, I don't agree that reverse racism and putting people in positions that they perhaps don't otherwise get based on merit alone uh, is a problem. Oh, oh God, you, we must throw you out. They're liars. They're lying to your faces. And today... Apparently, someone pulled a $100 million grant from the University of Pennsylvania and said they're not even having a conversation about this until they get a new president. But guys, don't forget, I'm calling out my alma mater because it's disgusting. You know, I, I graduated from there. I used to, despite, you know, probably don't agree with them on much politically. I was still had that diploma uh, proudly. After watching that, we should all be ashamed. But guess what? If this is happening at our most elite institutions, what do you think is happening across the board everywhere else? This is disastrous. These are the people indoctrinating our children. The hate only goes one way, folks. But speaking of phony liars, Nikki Haley got absolutely destroyed at last night's Secretary of the Interior debate. I know that no one watched it. I understand. You know, it's the 400th debate of the Republican Party and, you know, Trump's still up by 60 points or whatever it is. But here's Vivek Ramaswamy calling her out. It's worth your watch. Only a woman can get this job done. That's what she said. After the third debate, when I criticized Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor, she said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud. And it actually needs to end. There's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. This is how this game is played. The puppet masters put up their puppet, and I reject the use of identity politics in this. He's right. The media, you know, you can hear the donors. They're really upset because, you know, they, they took their billions from uh, Ron High Heels DeSantis and gave them to her, and he just destroyed her. The media was pissed with Vivek's performance, right? How dare he destroy the establishment Uni Party's new favorite candidate? How dare you? 
We must make sure they are totally protected from everything that they do. That may infuriate the voters. We're going to make sure that no one is actually informed about their policies and that they'd love to be in endless wars and that they conveniently use identity politics and these sorts of things when it's convenient. CNN tried to corner Vivek on the January 6th fake insurrection. And Vivek shut up Dana Bash. Now, she comes back and she comes up with all sorts of nonsense. 800 and something people were arrested. How dare you? As though that matters. As though everything we're finding out now doesn't totally exonerate these people. 99.9% of whom did literally nothing wrong. But that doesn't matter. We're going to weaponize it to get our narrative out to hurt Trump, to hurt America first, to hurt the MAGA movement, to install a uni-party puppet. Watch Vivek right here. An inside job suggests that everybody was, who attacked the Capitol was well, part of that. that. I didn't say that, but I was saying that there is case, there's entrapment going on. There's entrapment going on, and this looks like a case of entrapment. And if you look at even over what the last day. What do you mean day, by entrapment? Entrapment means that the police no. goaded people to do something otherwise than they otherwise wouldn't have done, and then they arrest them for actually doing it. And you, you saw don't that, think and, and, it was and, actually the former president who let's, was let's, trying well, I think to that was the media narrative. Now, look at actually a hard case. We heard him with our ask own you about a case and see what you think about this, right? You guys said this for a long time about the Gretchen Whitner kidnapping plot. Suddenly gone silent after it comes out at trial that absolutely that was a case of entrapment, which is why two of those people were acquitted. So I'm saying this as somebody who... On the other side of this, as a biotech CEO, somebody who was even anti-woke, but if I was looking at this, I would have said a lot of this is crazy talk. But if you actually get into the details, I think it is startling how much think- the government has systematically lied. And I think it's both. Yeah, she has no answer, right? She, oh, no, but people were arrested. Yeah, like that means anything. Like they've been lying to us all, right? Just look at how she reacted. CNN pushed the Gretchen Whitner kidnapping host for 24-7 and then immediately stopped after it was revealed that the FBI undercover agents played a key role. They sat there. They goaded some meth head for like seven years to get him to finally act. There's a reason they don't want the video evidence out there. And I quote Christopher Ray, I think it was, who said, well, because it would reveal too many undercover assets. Oh, you mean they were in the crowd? Like the people throwing stuff into the crowd and getting them riled up. They were there. You don't want that out there right now because it's not convenient to the narrative, right? They were there. Well, why didn't they do anything? Because they wanted it to happen. They baited people into doing it. That's entrapment, okay? They did it. Then they wouldn't release the exculpatory evidence. You know, they're breaking the Constitution left and right. It doesn't matter to them. We're all figuring this out. Many of us, myself included, knew this from January 6th on. We just needed other people to wake up. But when the FBI says we can't release it because it would give up the identity of too many of our agents that were in the crowd, it's like, that's strange. You mean the people that were opening the doors, then the people that would start pushing fast so that people get riled up and react? Huh. I mean, we had an FBI whistleblower on last show. Just listen to all he had to say. Go back and watch that episode if you haven't. That's a big one. That was a real big one. And they're pretending like it's real. And you know what? When they find out it's not, they just move on. Just like election fraud, just like vaccines, just like everything. They do what they want when they need to move the narrative in real time. 
The second that no longer works, they pretend it never happened. They get their win, they move on, there's no I'm sorry, there's no acknowledgement, no mea culpa, nothing. Just on to the next line of crap. But guys, let's be real. Last night's debate was a waste of time. Everyone knows my father is going to be the next nominee. No one wants Joe Biden to be the president again. Even many Democrats seem to agree. Watch this news report out of Los Angeles. And Bagley is fed up with the break-ins and elected officials. I voted for Karen Bass. I voted for Biden. I voted for Gavin Newsom. I'm sick of it. It's like at some point you have to give me a reason to vote for you again. Or just Yeah, this is a guy, I guess, had his store broken into, criminals stole everything, which seems to be fine under California law these days, right? Well, if you steal less than $1,000 or $990, whatever it is, you can do whatever you want. It's fine. I don't know why this guy is surprised. He voted for people who campaigned on helping and releasing criminals, on people who our feelings are going to drive what we actually do, not reason and logic. And then when it destroys his business, all of a sudden, wait, 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 I, I can't believe... They're not doing something about it. You clowns voted for this. Elections have consequences. Wake up. Stop pretending your feelings overrule reality because they don't. And this is going to continue until we all wake up. The country's anger with Biden's performance is why the media has started actually attacking insane, insanely my father. Right? Have you seen this? The Atlantic... The Washington Post, Trump, he's going to be a dictator. Noted conservative author Liz Cheney, LOL, uh, says he's going to be a dictator. It's going to be worse than Hitler, folks. And my father, when questioned about this the other night on a town hall with Sean Hannity, had literally the perfect response. Circumstances, you are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Yeah. Except Look, what? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a that's, drill. That's not no, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm gonna be I'm gonna be, you know, he keeps we love this guy. He says, You're not gonna be a dictator, are you? I said, No, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that I'm not a dictator. So that, okay? that, that's yeah, guys, that's, hey, it's the perfect answer, right? It diffuses the insanity, right? We heard that, you know, Trump was literally a dictator, literally. You know, meanwhile, it's Joe Biden that wants to jail his opponents, et cetera, et cetera. So let's think about this for a second. We already have a dictator in the White House. Biden abuses his power to censor speech he doesn't like. He's using his DOJ to arrest and imprison his enemies. They're going after their biggest political adversaries. He even had the FBI raid James O'Keefe's home because he had actually Biden's diary. By the way, I have a feeling if it was Ivanka's diary, we'd have heard all about it. You guys should do yourselves a favor and read what Ashley had to say about loving father Joe Biden. My father was in New York today. Again. Again. Here we go again. Dealing with further Democrat abuse of power. Watch what he had to say today about the attorney general in New York who's trying to strip him of his businesses, billions of dollars, even though we literally had a witness in there today who the attorney general has used themselves as an expert witness who said there's literally nothing wrong. But because we live in kangaroo land, because we now live in the People's Republic of America, 
None of that will matter in the end. Watch my father has to say. We found no fraud whatsoever. We found no accounting fraud whatsoever. And like everyone else, he said, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? This is a political witch hunt. This is meant to influence an election. This also comes from the White House. This is not- but guys, it's not just about me or my father. Biden is going after all sorts of conservatives. I'm talking and I'm about to interview Doug Mackey. Doug was charged by the Biden Justice Department and sentenced to seven months in prison for a meme. Mackey posted this satirical meme, which you can see on a screen saying Hillary's supporters can simply go vote for Hillary by texting a number. The DOJ decided that meme was election interference and prosecuted Mackey to the fullest extent. The Biden Justice Department never went after a liberal comedian who posted the exact same joke just the other way around. I wonder why, folks. It's almost as though, it's almost as though, shockingly, we have a two-tiered system of justice, one that only goes after conservatives, one that will do anything to silence them. Biden went after Mackey because he ran a pro-Trump account. This is what dictators do. No one had ever been charged, yet alone convicted, for posting a meme. This is also clearly politically motivated. Democrat Senator Amy Klobuchar called this tweet criminal. She called it criminal during a hearing. And the arrest occurred just a week after Biden's inauguration. Fortunately, on Monday, an appellate court issued a stay on this case, right? Not didn't throw it out as they should have, just a stay. So Mackey doesn't have to report to prison. And we're pleased he's going to join us here today. And we'll get to Douglas in just a minute, but I also want to take a second to thank our brave sponsors for having the guts to support this show, right? It's not easy, guys. You see what they do to people who like us. If you're watching, no reason to tune out now because you're already on a list, okay? Make sure you guys go check out the great folks over at GoldCo. You've seen interest rates. They're rising. Of course, we're still seeing inflation, reckless spending, global turmoil, Biden cost disasters every day. It's only leading to more economic anxiety, and I just want you to be prepared. You see where gold is going? It's going up because the world sees it too, right? It's like the betting odds when something obvious is going on. Owning tangible, physical, inflation-hedging gold and silver can help secure and stabilize your portfolio. And GoldCo is top-notch customer service, and they'll answer your questions and walk you through the process so you can educate yourself and learn. Do that. Educate yourself and learn. Go to DonJuniorGold.com, that's D-O-N-J-R-Gold.com to learn more. It's really simple. Just D-O-N-J-R-Gold.com, learn more, educate yourself. And don't forget, guys, about Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. I keep saying it, we need to support the companies who support you, and I have a feeling you're going to have a cell phone in your pocket. So do it with Patriot Mobile where you put America first with every call while getting the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. Patriot Mobile provides you dependable wireless service at an affordable price, putting your dollars into action and supporting freedom-loving values. They literally donate a portion of every dollar to support groups that fight for the First Amendment, the right to bear arms, the sanctity of life, protecting our brave police and first responders. It's a no-brainer. 
Okay, for free activation, go to patriotmobile.com slash triggered. That's patriotmobile.com slash triggered. You're going to have a phone one way or the other, folks. You can give your hard-earned dollars to Woke Telecom, who's funding all the stuff you hate, who would probably put you in the gulags, who are not even hiding from it, whose parent companies wanted to cancel some of the major conservative programming on cable news, or you can have your phone with Patriot Mobile and resist and fight back against that insanity. PatriotMobile.com slash triggered. Free activation. Check it out. You won't regret it. It's quick, it's simple, and it's easy. And with that, guys, joining us now is Doug Mackey. Again, if you guys were in the meme wars, like early adapters like me back in 2015 and 16, you'll know him as Ricky Vaughn. Uh, but Doug, for the people watching, and, and it's great to have you. Uh, you know, I know we've probably gone back and forth on Twitter back in the old days in DMs, and I'm sure uh, we were put on lists way back then. Uh, but for the people watching, can you explain what happened here? I mean, you literally ran a Twitter account named Ricky Vaughn, and you got charged for posting a meme. What's going on? So, yeah, seven days after Joe Biden was inaugurated, at 7 a.m., we got a knock on the door. FBI, open up. FBI, open up. So, you know, I get out of bed. I go open the door, and they say, are you Doug Mackey? Are you Douglas Mackey? There's four FBI agents. There's a bunch of other uh, local police officers, uh, probably about eight to 10 people in all. And uh, they say, we have a warrant for your arrest. So the first words out of my, out of my mouth are for what? I said, for what? What's going on here? Um, they wouldn't tell me why I was under arrest. They acted like I knew or I would know or something. And then so they just uh, put me in cuffs, hauled me off to the West Palm uh, uh, courthouse over there. And I had to sit in a holding cell for a few hours because of COVID. There were delays. And then I finally uh, was arraigned with a public defender over Zoom. And then only after all that happened, they took the leg irons off me and uh, gave me a criminal complaint. I figured out I, was, I had been arrested for posting a meme in 2016. It was pretty unbelievable. I mean, that's got to be pretty surreal. I mean, that's it's absolutely insane. I mean, First Amendment aside and all of these things, you know, but hey, you, you had an awesome account. It may be my favorite Twitter account of all time. Now I'll get in trouble for saying that because I'll say, oh, he said something once that you must disavow. Like, it, it was hilarious. Okay? Like, like uh, again, like I said, maybe the best of all time. But how did you get into the idea of that account? How, how were you able to grow such a large following that, that put you on the radar of these people? I mean, it just happened sort of randomly. I just started posting uh, a few things here and there. I just created an account just to, uh, you know, keep tabs on what was going on in Twitter. This was like 10 years ago. And then it just snowballed into this massive account. And uh, it really, like you said, you mentioned uh, Senator Klobuchar. Once uh, she blew up the tweet on this giant poster board and put it on the, the, the floor of Congress, then it was like, I guess there was a target on my back. I mean, I had no idea that uh, they would actually consider this to be a crime. Uh, it was really, I couldn't believe it. So it was just sort of, a snowball. I mean, the whole thing snowballed. It was really surreal. So when, what was the time difference between when she did that and then all of a sudden they're on your door uh, arresting you? I think she did it in 2017. And then uh, four years later is when I was actually arrested. Jeez. I mean, it, it, and no inclination that you were even being investigated prior to that? Nothing like that? So um, I had uh, some FBI agents 
stopped by back in 2018, knocked on my door. They asked me if I knew someone else, some third party. I was like, mm, okay. So, but I had no idea that I was, you know, under investigation for that. I mean, obviously I don't go online committing crimes. I don't, you know, so I had no idea to think that I would be actually arrested. However, there is a book called Three Felonies a Day about how the feds can, can get you on, uh, you know, can get just about any of us on a felony indictment if they want to. So to be honest with you, I wasn't actually that surprised that they had, you know, manufactured something. Yeah, I mean, we, we had one of the FBI whistleblowers, Kyle, on, you know, the, the other day on Monday uh, talking about just that and, you know, the lengths that they can go to kind of create the this. I mean, literally everyone's a target and you see, you know, who are the people that are arrested and you look at the disproportional jail sentences again for peaceful people. You know, I'm not talking about someone who punched a cop. I'm talking about like someone who was taking a selfie inside the velvet ropes, uh, you know, at January 6th relative to someone who, you know, burnt down and caused millions of dollars to, you know, a Target store in Seattle during the 2020 summer of love. Uh, you know, what, what was, the, when, when they when they actually arrested you, what was it like? Was it like the campaigns where you see, you know, they pull up on 75-year-old Roger Stone's house, uh, you know, with 40 dudes, machine guns, and armored personnel carriers? Was it was it like that, or was it, uh, you know, not, not quite that insane? I guess I got lucky because I didn't have, you know, 25 SWAT officers storming my apartment. Um, you know, if I was at the Capitol on January 6th, I'm sure they would have done that. But I guess I got, I guess I just got lucky that I just had, you know, four FBI agents and uh, a couple of local police officers. So what, you know, you've gone through a lot. This has been now, uh, you know, a couple of years. Uh, you're fighting this. It's not, it's not cheap to fight this. I've, I know this better than anyone. Uh, what, what do you think is going on as it relates to the First Amendment in America? Do we still have freedom of speech? It's under an assault. It's really at risk right now. We're fighting it. This case is actually the canary in the coal mine, the way they are trying to weaponize a conspiracy statute to say that uh, if you're posting something that is deceptive online with your friends or not even with your friends, then that's a conspiracy. So this is really uh, the canary in the coal mine. That's why I'm fighting this case. This case is bigger than me. This case is bigger than you know, obviously, I want to keep my liberty. I don't want to I want to win the case. But this is, case is a lot bigger than me. And quite frankly, that's why so many people have been there's been this massive outpouring of support for this uh, for my, for this appeal for my trial. Uh, we've had thousands of people have gone and donated money on memedefensefund.com or give slash Douglas Mackey case. Not only that, there's you know, people are praying for this case. I've got the, you know, amazing friends, supporters, family members that are helping me get through this. Uh, without the American people, I couldn't do this. We can win this fight, but I need your help to fund the appeal. So if you can get online and fund and uh, donate a couple of bucks, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it, it's it's such an important one uh, because you're right. It's right. Yeah, you have free speech. You can say whatever radical stuff you want. Uh, you know, it, but if you misgender someone, now you're going to jail in the UK. I mean, there's an attack on speech in general. Again, it seems to only go one way, right? The the, the liberal comedian that put up the exact same, just reversed, uh, you know, who you should vote for by text, doesn't get a slap on the wrist, probably isn't even visited, nothing happens. They're lauded as being, you know, brave and heroic. You know, how are you holding up and dealing with all of this? Again, for me, you know, I'm sort of, I'm used to being out there in the spotlight, uh, you, you, you had sort of a, a private meme account, uh, that was funny. 
Um, you know, how are you dealing with all of that? Yeah, you know, it's like they dropped a bomb on my whole private life here, but uh, it's been three years now. So I'm kind of getting used to it. Uh, it's a burden that can only be carried, I think, with the help of others. Uh, I'm leaning hard on faith, family, and friends, uh, leaning on God. And just, I've, like I said, I've had amazing support. And it's just something that you kind of uh, just have to get used to it. I don't know if that's been your experience being in the public eye, but it's something that's not easy at first, but then you just grow accustomed to it. Yeah, I guess, you know, my problem, you know, I guess I'm a bit of a masochist, you know, they started attacking me and it's treason. And you're going to go to you know jail for life or the, you know, I mean, I had you know, head of the intelligence committee saying, you know, treason, you know, is a crime punishable by death. It's like, and guess what? If they could approve something, they would have gladly done that because they're trying to send that message. That's why it's so critical to support you because it's not like, oh, free speech is under attack. They'll figure out a way to say, no, 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 it's not actually free speech. It's, you know, he conspired with something else because he talked to them for two seconds and that now it puts you in, it takes you out of that whole First Amendment protections. They'll figure out a way. Uh, that was the interesting part of the conversation, you know, the other day on Monday with one of the FBI whistleblowers who's like, there's always a way. It's so easy for them to come up with a loophole. Now they can spy on you. Now they can do this. Now they can take what you said to someone else that has nothing to do with this and say, but this is how you actually felt about this. So we've got you. Um, you know, because did you think when you posted the meme that anyone would actually believe you could legitimately text to vote? I mean, it had never been heard of. Now, the same people that would love us to mail and vote and send ballots all over the place and anyone can pick them up at any time for any reason. You know, those same people uh, magically got really offended by this one. You know, no, absolutely not. You know, the meme was farcical on its face when I saw it. I mean, I lived in New York at the time and it's very difficult to vote. To vote in a primary, you have to register like months and months yep. in advance as a member of the party that you want to vote for. And uh, you get a lot of stuff in the mail. You get a little voter card in the mail. Then you got to go down to your local school. I mean, it's changed now. But back then in 2016, the meme was completely farcical on its face. I didn't believe that anyone would believe it. Uh, and, you know, that the FBI, interestingly enough, they went and tried to find a single person who actually fell for the meme and they couldn't find a single person. They went around knocking on doors and tried to find someone. They couldn't find a single person. So, I mean, I think that speaks for itself. Has, has anyone ever, to your knowledge and or to your lawyer's knowledge, has anyone ever been charged with this as a crime? I mean, again, it seems insane. And, I, you know, I imagine they also did not go and knock on, you know, the leftists who, you know, put up the same meme, but with reverse, reverse opinions. I mean, this uh, this law makes it a crime to intimidate voters. And we've seen in the past, we've seen people in some of these, uh, you know, in some cities in America have been intimidated at the polling place. And the people that intimidated them obviously were never charged with a crime. This statute has never been used to charge, uh, quote unquote, uh, deceptive speech or disinformation. It's always been something like, you know, I broke into the polling place and destroyed ballots or I stuffed a uh, ballot box. It's yeah. never been used to prosecute this kind of thing. No, it's uh, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, if they're going to go after you for a meme, what do you think they'll try to do and go after other pro-Trump accounts next? I mean, what, you know, what what's next? What what, what is going to be the thing that, well, that's okay. You can kind of say that, but you, you know, you're actually a little too pro Trump. So we're going to go after you. Cause I mean, it feels like that's what J six is all about. Um, you know, clearly based on any reasonable metric, uh, the 2020 riots 
were far more damaging. Uh, government buildings were taken over, so I'm told that's an insurrection. Billions in damage was actually done. Actual people were murdered other than, you know, Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered by, in my opinion, an incompetent cop that uh, reacted terribly. Uh, and, you know, they'll, they'll turn him into a hero, even though to anyone with a brain or anyone who understands firearms, it's clearly an accidental discharge or perhaps a purposeful discharge that's totally unmerited. Um, what's next? Who's you know who's going to be able to actually say anything in a couple of years if 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 this case gets lost and you you spend seven months in prison for it? I mean, you're exactly right. This case, if this case doesn't get thrown out, then it opens up Pandora's box. Uh, the judges have questioned the government about what the limiting factor is, and they just kind of say, "Trust us. We're only going to prosecute quote unquote deceptive speech about the time, manner, and place of elections." However, that's nowhere in the statute. So they're just saying, you can trust us that we're not going to expand this statute like they did to prosecute me. So if you think you can trust them, then that's great. But if not, then, you know, I think that you need to join uh, join my defense here and uh, everybody needs to pitch in because we need to win this case. Yeah, give, give us the website again because it, it, is, it is so important. No problem yet. So there's a couple of different fundraisers going. Uh, MemeDefenseFund.com. The other one, I know a lot of people like the company Give, Send, Go, so I'll give you that one too. GiveSendGo.com slash Douglas Mackey Case. Those are the fundraisers. Okay, so the court ruled in your favor, I guess, for a bond pending appeal, right? They didn't just throw it out. This is the appellate division, whatever, said, you know, they put a stay on it, right? We, we, you can play it out further, but what exactly does it all mean? Where, where do you stand right now? Uh, good question. So I'm extremely grateful that the... Appeals court did come to this decision. It was a bipartisan uh, appointed panel of different judges. Uh, this just means we actually expedited the appeal. So I'm also grateful for that. This just means that briefs coming up in January and might have a hearing uh, on the uh, on the merits in March or April. And fortunately, I was supposed to report to prison on January 18th and. Uh, fortunately, I won't have to do that now. Uh, so we're going to see uh, what happens there and how quickly that this appeals court could come to a decision. But that's the next step. Uh, if we lose in the Second Circuit Court of Appeals, then we're going to go straight to the Supreme Court if we have to. Hopefully I get another appeal bond, but nothing's guaranteed. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you're prepared to go to the Supreme Court because, yeah, frankly, yeah, you have no choice. I mean, if people go to, by the way, like as as someone else who's a leader, a general in the meme wars, as I like to joke in my bio, I mean, what you know, what's next? When are they, you know, I, I see it's already so biased, uh, you know, the things that are they're fact checking when they try to use it to ding my account to make sure I get no reach. You know, it's nonsense. It's not actually real fact checking. It's opinion, uh, you know, editorializing. Uh, and, and arbitrary, uh, but you know that's where it goes. And so, do you? I, I guess how much funds do you need to get through that next level? Uh, you know, if, if in fact you you need to take it to the Supreme Court. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's about to get through the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. It's probably going to run about half a million dollars. And then to go to all the way to the Supreme Court, I have no idea. Probably going to need another half a million dollars to a million dollars. So it's not cheap. Uh, I'm really, I'm really extremely grateful that, you know, I haven't had to declare bankruptcy or anything else because people have come 
uh, and join the cause. So I'm really grateful for that. And I'm, like I said, I'm extremely grateful. We have great attorneys. Uh, if you donate to this case, I mean, it's a great investment. These attorneys really know what they're doing. Uh, so like I said, have, have there been groups like other groups that are out there sort of, you know, you know, helping, helping along, you know, the groups that do this, uh, you know, judicial watch or any, you know, any of those guys that, you know, seem to do pretty good work, you know, out there. And, and, and if not, uh, you know, or have there been people that turn you down? Cause I'd like to know who they are. And if not, you know, I'd love to also be able to try to pressure some of those folks into actually getting behind this one, because to me, I mean, this one is the ultimate first amendment case for whether we actually have a first amendment or if we have, you know, Let's call it a First Amendment in name only. Great question. Uh, so we do have some uh, organizations. I don't know the the extent of it that are going to be providing Amici mm-hmm. uh, briefs to the court. Um, but you could forget about getting anybody like, you know, the old school ACLU, which would have been all over this case. You can completely forget about it. Uh, but uh, we are we don't have necessarily financial support from some of these conservative nonprofits, we would be extremely grateful to get it. We'd be extremely grateful to get Amici. There's another group called Fire that's possibly we could get an Amici from them. There's some great law professors that are going to contribute to this cause. But uh, as far as financially, we, like I said, we need all hands on deck. So I would be extremely grateful if you were able to get anybody else to sort of chip in. I mean, yeah. if the more people we could chip in, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, the less everyone's going to have to put in. So, well, no, again, to me, you know, this is, you know, this is the beginning of the snowball. We've been watching this for a long time. Uh, You know, I know what they've tried to do to me. I know that, you know, I'm involved in cases where I'm apparently a fraudster and all this stuff, but I'm not actually allowed to talk about, you know, uh, bias, uh, clear flagrant that, you know, that would be a violation of any other norm because, you know, we, we live in, again, as I said earlier, sort of the people's Republic of the United States of America. And so, uh, we, we got to do that. I, I, I will certainly, uh, look into that, Doug. I will, you know, talk to my team and, and see what we can do. Cause I think this is an important one. And for those of you who are watching or who, you know, watch this or listen to this later on, you know, give us the URL one more time, because, you know, again, uh, it, it's important. We fight these battles and we can't leave people out there, you know, hanging to dry. I mean, I, I did a fundraiser for the legal defense fund the other day. We raised two point, you know, $2 million dollars. Uh, for some of the people who are getting dragged into the stuff right around January 6th. But like, I think we got to fight all these battles. I, a part of the Democrats idea is to weaponize all of these things. They want it to be so painful. They want you to be helpless. They want you to have nowhere to go. And if we allow that to happen, uh, then they win. Uh, and we won't live in a country that we recognize anytime soon. So get, give us the the websites one more time. I'm going to make sure we do that and I'll, and I'll look into it myself. And I, I just appreciate you taking the time to actually talk about these things. And I know, you know, I imagine, and I know your personality from uh, years of following, uh, I imagine there's a lot more you'd love to be able to say, but uh, you, you may be under a little bit of a gag order yourself because anything can and will be used against you in uh, the appellate division. Yeah, all in due time, right? Uh, no, yeah. The good thing is, uh, you were talking about third parties. The Meme Defense Fund is actually a third-party nonprofit, so that those uh, those donations are actually tax deductible. So, meme oh, that's really important. People love to hear that, you know, because you feel like you know, hey, if you're giving a hundred bucks, you're getting fifty bucks back. You can, you know, let's round numbers. Let's say you can you can go double, uh, and it makes a lot of sense. So that's important, and I'm glad you're doing it that way as well. 
Yeah, that's huge. The memedefensefund.com, tax deductible. And then, like I said, a lot of people want to give small dollars and are worried about tax write-offs. GiveSendGo.com slash Douglas Mackey case. Awesome, man. Well, hey, I, I really appreciate this. Sorry for what you're going through. Uh, thank you for all the entertainment uh, over the years with that. And uh, uh, when you get through this one, uh, look forward to having you back on where you can actually uh, give them the full Ricky Vaughn treatment. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Really Good to have you, man. It. Thanks so much. And guys, uh, as promised, sorry for some of the technical glitches. Uh, we will. Uh, I'll go back to questions uh, from the audience. Uh, we can talk about some of those things, but definitely check out uh, Doug's stuff. You know, this is one of those that, you know, if we don't go through it, uh, and I know he's so limited because, you know, this is this is a, a truly funny human being. Uh, I know his lawyers are like, listen, you can't go on with Don Jr. They'll kill you. But like, uh, you know, let, let, let's help him out, uh, get as much out there uh, as we can because, yeah, Charm Dev. Yeah, you're right. They want us all locked up. They would. They, they don't even pretend anymore. Um, so, you know, that's a simple one, and he's not allowed to go as far as I'm sure he wants to, but... uh. It, it, it's an important one. So, all right, let's see what you guys got. We'll, we'll take some questions for a little while. Let's see. You could do interviews of J6 for the next year. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, that that's why, you know, we I, I should have, we should actually talk, guys. Let's have Julie Kelly back on. Uh, you know, Julie Kelly was sort of, she was early on in the show, you know, I guess, well, early in the year. Uh, we, we, we had her on, what's that? Yeah, back at CPAC. Uh, we had her on, and she was the original reporter actually talking about the conditions and the insanity and the denial of due process and all of the things that, again, would be a really big deal uh, to the former Democrat Party until they realized, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it's inconvenient. So we should have her on talking about what's going on. So many things. You're saying, you know, FBI, we, we can't release the videos because too many of our agents would be exposed. I'm like, you, so they were there, and they did nothing. Or... They did worse than nothing. They actually goaded some of these people. Someone said, oh, talk about Melania saying Tucker for VP. Like, I know, in all fairness, love you guys, but haven't I been talking about Tucker for VP for like six or nine months? <laughs> uh, but no, it'd be great. I'd love, I'd love to have that support. I can think of every reason why Tucker would be a great VP. I can't think of any reasons why he wouldn't. But number one, number one would literally have to be imagine... My dream moment of having the Tucker Carlson, Kamala Harris, vice presidential debates. That's it. Like, every other reason is perfect anyway. But, like, wouldn't that be, like, maybe maybe the finest moment in television other than perhaps a couple of the Trump-Hillary debates? I mean, it would be absolutely awesome. Um... Don, 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 is your father going to dismantle the SBI when he returns? Clear to me, the CIC, love you and your family. Listen, I think you got to dismantle a lot of these institutions. You got to get rid of some of these crooks at the top, the people who have weaponized those positions. Uh, you need to replace them. I'd love to replace them with door kickers. Although, as we as we said the other day with, with Kyle, one of the FBI whistleblowers, you know, the door kickers I used to, and I called it out after the Mar-a-Lago raid for sure, but I used to give the door kickers a lot more of a pass. But now if they all, you know, Kyle was there for, what do you say, six years, right? Six years of the FBI. And he was in like three of the major violations of civil rights, basic decency, you know, spying on Catholics, turning them into pretending they're terrorists. Uh, I don't think he was part of Gretchen Whitmer, but that was an obvious one we all saw. 
you know, concerned mothers at PTA meetings are domestic terrorists. Everyone's a domestic terrorist except for actual terrorists. Um, if he was there in six years and saw all of that, imagine how many other people are, you know, bore witness to other illegalities, other violations of people's basic uh, rights, uh, whether they're civil rights or, you know, probably human rights at this point. And how few other people other than his three, you know, buddies who, who spoke up on separate things before that. And they're calling out Ray for lying before the FBI this week. Uh, you know, it never ends. Tucker called Kamala Carmella recently on a podcast several times. That's kind of funny. Okay, I know they'll, they'll criticize me for saying that, but like, that's hilarious. But that, that's what I'm saying. That's why the debate would be so good. Everyone gets the name wrong, by the way. Okay, Joe Biden gets it wrong 90% of the time. Like, no one actually knows what it is. Um, I think she's even said it a couple different ways, but minor details. But, uh, you know, this stuff's going on and we got to stop. We got to start saying, hey, guys, like, I get it. It's a comfortable existence. You get a good paying job. Like, guess what? If you qualified to do that, I'm sure you can qualify to do something else. Just imagine getting like five, 10 percent of those guys to be like, OK, here's where they're cheating you. Here's where they're lying. Here's where they're breaking the rules and the laws. Uh, you have no choice to start over. But, you know, the hey, the Republicans just gave them. Their budget, they just, they're building them a new building because they earned it. They're wonderful. Wow. It's a problem. It's a problem. We got to do more about it. Don Jr., do you think Stone and Flynn are loyal to your dad? Listen, I think they're, they're loyal to a cause. They're out there fighting for these things. I think they're, they were wronged uh, in many ways. I always, you know, I always say, especially as it relates to Flynn, like, I knew him well beforehand. I thought he was great. And then all that stuff comes up. Well, he sold out America. This is what he did. I'm like, I don't know. The FBI and the CIA said he did something. Therefore, there must be something to it because I still believed that there must be something to it if those institutions would risk their reputation. They're not going to lie to the American people, right? I was like, how naive. I mean, we should have learned after Vietnam and all of that stuff and, you know, all the wars and, uh, you know, Dick Cheney and the lies and Rumsfeld and the lies and Bushes and the lies and the bombers and the lies that, like... You know, honestly, like, it's almost embarrassing that I was still naive to be like, well, if they're all saying something, there has to be some truth to it. It's bullshit. So, you know, I never said, oh, we must disavow Michael Flynn. I just sort of was like, okay, I'm going to back into a corner and see what happens. While they try to destroy a man and try to break him, and I thought it was disgraceful whether you like Roger Stone or not, and I like Roger, but like, you know, you know, Roger's not exactly, uh, you know, Arl Schwarzenegger in Commando. Uh, don't think it was probably necessary to have like, you know, 50 people show up with machine guns and armored personnel carriers to arrest him. That was designed to intimidate him and or anyone else like him. Um, you know, it, it never sort of ends. And so we, we got to do something about all of these things. And again, that's why Trump's the threat when he came in and he didn't really know, and you could tie him up with Russia cubed for, three years and all these things. And, oh, he's terrible attitude because he's defending himself against being called a traitor and treasonous for years with no evidence and going after his family. Yeah, maybe you'd be pissed off too, folks. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. So we got to do something about it. And that's why they hate uh, Trump so much now because they know that Trump, with the knowledge that he has now, uh, is far more dangerous to that deep state institution uh, than he was before he knew, and he had to learn, and he had a learning curve. Now, there's a couple questions here. I don't even know what they're talking about, so I assume that's either a troll or something going on. Raider 208. 
I missed me some mean tweets. I know. Honestly, you know, I know people didn't love the mean tweets, but like, weren't mean tweets better than the alternative, which is like World War Three? Uh, you know, homicidal maniacs in uh, in Israel, um, record energy pricing, China encroaching on Taiwan, inflation through the roof, grocery bills going through everywhere. I mean, everyone's spending five. You know, they're giving five thousand. I heard they were the other day. They were giving five thousand dollar vouchers to illegals at the border. Wouldn't it be nice. You know, I think we're losing eleven thousand dollars a year per average American family due to you know Biden's policies, inflation, and such. Uh, but they're giving away five thousand. Couldn't you use five thousand dollars? I mean, we're giving it to. We don't know if they're good, bad, and different. They're unvetted. We'll let them in. They'll vote Democrat. I guess that you know that's the payoff, right? You get five thousand dollars. I mean, couldn't live chat? Like, couldn't you use five grand? Uh, I'll forego. I will donate my five grand back. But couldn't you guys use five grand going into the holiday season and Christmas right now? You know, I I think so. Uh, so yeah, I think we could use a little bit more mean tweets. The other thing about mean tweets is just because it appears to be mean doesn't mean it is actually mean, right? Sometimes it's actually just the truth. And all of us at one stage in our life sometimes perhaps needed, you know, the kick-ass disciplinarian parent that kicked our ass and, you know, smacked us around a little bit when we needed it to understand what's really going on. And maybe that's what Donald Trump is. Donald Trump's the disciplinarian parent we all probably needed at some stage in our lives to wake up from the delusion that is radical leftist policy today, right? Uh, you saw the commentary coming out of the Ivy League. Mean, the, the Ivy League one drives me crazy because, like, you know, I graduated from these institutions. I used to be proud of it. I think having that diploma from Penn, you know, meant something like, you, you know, you... you Jesus. Like I, dude, I cannot. Hey, when I was at Penn, I liked to party and had, I had a good time and we, we, we were a little wild. And like, if we, even then, 25 years ago, even before people lost their minds like they have today, if we said to any group, including, by the way, the Jews, and like, there were a lot of Jews at Penn, like, it's the Ivy League school. Uh, I mean, Penn's nickname when I was there, according to many people, including a lot of my Jewish friends that was there, was Jew Penn. Everyone from Long Island came to Penn. That was where they went to school. Like, it, it was just very, you know, 25% of my undergraduate class, I think, was like a Jewish, something very high number. For it to go to this uh, is crazy. But if we'd have said something about Jews then, or Muslims, or probably anyone, maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe they hated white men at that time already. Uh, but if we did that, then we'd have been thrown out of school for violating the code of conduct policy. Today, before Congress, the president of a university with billion, multi-billion dollar endowments is, well, well you know, it's not a really, only if there's action. Like, because again, remember, well, we got to be clear. They're, gonna, they're hiding behind free speech. The same people that talked about free speech as being words are violence are now hiding behind free speech. Like they really believe in it. Like, let's not bullshit ourselves. But it wasn't a question about free speech. Does it violate their codes of conduct? And if calling for the genocide of a race of people is not a violation of a code of conduct at an institution of higher learning, again, not free speech, we got a problem. But again, even if it was free speech and we held ourselves to that higher standard, and listen, I I think you should be able to say whatever the hell you want, maybe there's consequences. It's not what this was ever about, folks. We know that now. And it doesn't matter. And they can get before Elise Stefanik, who crushed it, by the way. She did a great job. Um, that's crazy stuff, folks. 
Uh, that, that's crazy stuff, and we gotta we gotta call it out. Let's see. Are they getting used to getting robbed? Are you talking about the guys in California? Yeah, I, I'm shocked. I voted for Gavin Newsom. I voted for the mayor of, you know, Los Angeles, whatever it was. I voted for all these Democrats across the board, and I'm shocked that after they wanted to bail out rioters, looters, and all these things during 2016, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that nothing's happening. And, and this behavior is encouraged. They decriminalized theft below, what is it, $900, $1,000? Like $900, yeah. Because, you know. It's not really theft if you, you know, so if a hundred people steal $900 from a small business and destroy it, that's not really, that's not theft, folks. They voted for this stuff. They're saying it out loud. They're not pretending. Now, you're, you're shocked that these policies led to this? You're an idiot. Like, I feel bad for small businesses when they do that, but I'm watching this guy. I'm like, are you serious? Like, like you're a grown-ass man. You're, I, I voted for Gavin Newsom. I, I may not vote for these morons again after watching them destroy our cities and our states and our country for years. I'm shocked that it finally happened to me. I mean, who are these people? It's like a clown show. But, hey, what can you do? Well, let's see. Ones that get me in trouble. Oh, I know that one's going to get me in trouble. COVID masking enables bravery for some. Yeah, well, they're not even... Ma- By the way, the people that are using masks to rob stores is not about COVID masking. It's just about not getting caught. Uh, the reality is now, some of these people aren't even wearing masks because they understand there's no consequence to actually getting caught. Uh, so, it's crazy. Don Jr., in light of Vivek speaking of the Great Replacement, shouldn't we have candidates that support... I don't know what... White well-being. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what that is. It's pro- probably something that'll be interpreted as racist. If it's not just racist, maybe that's a troll. So I, I don't know. But you know, again, I, I, you know, I heard what he said about that, and I think he's one hundred percent right. Um, you know, I saw what uh, supposedly, uh, you know, an Obama operative said, and he's like, "Of course, we wanted illegal immigration in Texas. That's going to change the way people vote over time. Like that's." It's the way I view it. I'm sure others will take great replacement theory somewhere else and and pretend it's something it's not because, you know, again, anything that can be weaponized or turned into racism, whether it's racism or just simple math or fact or whatever, will will be weaponized. So um, we'll see. Why don't you run for VP, Don Jr.? (laughs) uh, Because, well, listen, I guess... If I run for VP or if I was VP, it's like the surest like protection for my father, right? Because no one's going to go and try to hurt him if I'm the guy that assumes power because these leftists would be like, no, we're not letting that guy uh, ever assume any kind of level of power. So maybe that's a good idea. Oh, and hey, guys, we'll also start locals. Uh, so if you're on locals, uh, you follow me there, uh, go roll over there. We'll have the chat and then I'll go exclusively there. Uh, you know, for some of the questions, we'll, we'll get that one going as well. And yeah, I apologize about tonight. Um, sorry for some of the technical stuff. I will, I will decide whether I'm going to be merciful, uh, with my team later on, or if we're going to be firing people and throwing them out of the studio by kicking them down the stairs, something like that. Still undecided. Maybe I'll leave it to you guys. We'll go old school, like, you know, gladiator shit, like thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you guys got? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Send them down the stairs. Let them go. By the way, 
I talk all this shit, but if I were the one actually doing this technical stuff, I wouldn't even know what the hell I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm about the limits of my technical ability is pretty much hitting send on a meme. So I probably shouldn't talk too much shit or I'd be stranded without these guys. They're actually great. But, uh, uh what's that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently anyone who's giving the thumbs down is getting banned. So uh, you just, okay, well, we got, we're getting a couple of people giving you guys the thumbs up. Oh, I'm getting thumbs up for Don Jr. for VP. Okay. Is that because you think it'd be good or is it because you think it keeps Trump safe against all these people? Because Tucker said that actually. You know, Tucker's like, hey man, at this point, like you got to believe they try to take you out. And like, honestly, like, does that feel conspiratorial to you if if they tried, like, or if they were trying, or if they would try, or like, because it doesn't to me anymore. It's almost like, of course they would. These people are sick. They're fucking depraved. They're evil. Um, and and I totally see that. So again, maybe maybe Don Jr. as VP is actually a win for that because no one's gonna go after Trump if I'm the guy that takes over. It's because I I assure you, I, I'm sure I'd be uh much, um. Much more aggressive on certain things. Uh, so, you know, let's see. I'm telling you, Don Jr., Trump, Trump 2024, what a ring. I <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, Junior 28. Okay, well, you know, listen, but a VP spot, you know, in 24 could be a good, uh, a good springboard for 28. This escalated quickly. Uh, <laughs> A couple, a couple of shows ago, I was like, ah, I have no interest in any of these day jobs. But now you guys have me intrigued. Uh, you know, because again, it's one thing perhaps being able to do it. There's another fighting. Uh, there's another actually doing those day jobs. And you got to make sure you want the day job part of it because, you know, there's a lot more to it than just talking shit. Uh, you know, there's been plenty of uh, candidates that talked about all the things they were going to do that didn't ever got anything done. Trump's one of the few guys that said he was going to do all the things that so many Republicans prior to him had promised to do and didn't do anything. Don Jr., I think you for BP would be both. You would be a great VP and it would protect the best president I've ever had in my life. I like that. You never know. Secretary of State? Nah. I don't know. That, that, that's when you do need a little diplomacy. And I have a feeling, <laughs> I have a feeling uh, these other clowns abroad wouldn't, wouldn't love me for that one, though. Though I imagine we'd actually get shit done, and I imagine they'd pony up and NATO and, you know, they, uh, the U.S. wouldn't be funding everything like the never-ending piggy bank that we are. Oh, breaking news. New charges filed against Hunter. I'm seeing Dapper Dave on, uh, on, as well as from my team. So federal prosecutors filed new charges against Hunter. What's that all about? I don't know. Do, you have, do we have any details? It hasn't been confirmed, but we do know that the special counsel was um, gathering em- evidence uh, in L.A. I don't know if you guys can hear him, but tax, apparently the special tax, counsel was bu- gathering we, we, tax we, evidence. We believed it's tax Oh, you got charges. it right. Okay, good. I'm sorry. Um, okay. We know that uh, David Weiss, special counsel, was gathering evidence uh, in district court in L.A. about possible tax charges. So we think it's related to that. But oh, by the way, it shouldn't be possible tax charges, right? We all know like millions of dollars wasn't paid. He was taking millions that he didn't pay on. He's not in, you know, you know, every time I'm like, oh, he's, they're like, he's naive. I'm, you know, he's a Yale lawyer. Now, he probably only got into Yale because daddy was there in charge of education or whatever it may be. But like still went to Yale. You know, you know, as a lawyer, like he he knows what is and isn't. You know, they'll they'll per- no no no. I'm an addict. I didn't realize I had to pay taxes. It's like you can't really have it both ways. I think I can take this out because I'm not talking to anyone anymore, and the mic is really uncomfortable in your ear all night. But uh, that's interesting. Okay, so we're breaking news. Uh, new charges, federal charges, have been filed against Hunter Biden. I wonder if they'll be just dismissed or let go or swept under the rug. 
uh, like so many of the other Hunter charges. I guess, you know, maybe something will actually happen. I know everything they've tried to do to Trump, you know, Hunter and Joe have done a thousand billion times more. So maybe something finally sticks. I doubt it. I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, you know, there should be monarchy laundering, there should be treason, there should be selling out our country, there should be all sorts of other violations that nothing will uh, happen. Yale and Harvard both anti-Semitic. Well, I, I, I don't know, I haven't heard anything out of Yale. I'm sure they probably are lockstep. But this week, the Penn, Harvard, and MIT heads of school were there. Uh, at least I know Penn, I saw right before I came on here, a big donor, $100 million donor is uh, withdrawing his $100 million donation uh, not even having a conversation until the president is ousted. Uh, I, I've been very vocal about this one. I have a feeling if my kids wanted to go to Penn, they have zero chance. But that was probably true uh, prior to me calling them out on this stuff just because, you know, it's clear that I'm a conservative, even though I'd been asked to, you know, come back and speak at Wharton, the business school there about real estate in the past. And I'd done that and whatever it may be. Uh, I have a feeling those invites aren't welcome because all you can do is regurgitate the Hamas talking points and then then you too can go to Penn or just be trans. I'm sure you could get in even if you have like a three IQ. Um, let's see. A boat full of dozens suspected illegal migrants washed up on Malibu Beach near the $100 million oceanfront border wall basher Barbara Streisand earlier this week and federal authorities are still scrambling to track them down. Uh, yes, they're, gonna, they're, they're not allowed near the pampered poodles. Um, I know, it's funny. Like, why doesn't Barbara Streisand invite some of them into her home and Take care of them for a few years. I mean, they want us to do that. You know, that's, you know, she's got probably hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, why doesn't she pay for more of this stuff? I mean, she just wants, you know, uh, you know, the guy paying taxes and, you know, earning 60 grand a year. I mean, you think it'd be nothing to her. But it's just never how it works, is it, folks? Ohio State University Health Course requires students to address their white heterosexual privileges. Uh, white well-being doesn't exist. University medical centers such as OSU mandates employees to complete yearly learning manuals that align with extreme DEI. It's quite concerning when you have to play their little game to keep your job and provide good pay with benefits. That uh, That's stuff from over on Locals. Okay, so maybe that's what that one means. I guess it's sort of like white privilege. Yeah, because I, I keep hearing about white privilege, but I have a feeling no human being in their right mind. Let's say they wanted to go to Harvard, Penn, or MIT right now. Uh, if you could choose whatever identity you want, would any human being choose being a straight white male to get into an institution of higher learning? If you were applying to any company in America to be a CEO or a C-suite person and you could be trans or gay or some sort of minority or all of those things, does anyone believe it would actually be beneficial to being a straight white male? The answer is no. If you were an equally qualified fighter pilot to a straight white male today, and you could check any box, you think you'd be the fighter pilot if you were the straight white male? The answer is no. By the way, if you were a slightly less qualified person that could check some of those boxes, you're still probably getting the job. I mean, that's the reality of the situation today. And if we're pretending otherwise, and we're pretending that white privilege still exists, it's nonsense. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Right now, if you are applying for virtually any job in corporate America, in the military, in higher education, being a straight white male is 
practically a death sentence. And I know this because I have a good friend whose wife is in corporate recruiting for Fortune 500 companies, and Fortune 500 companies and their HR people will be like, please, no white men. What if they're the most qualified? What if, it, what if it's an industry that is dominated by white men because people they happen to go that way? No, 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 find us someone else. We don't care if they're the most qualified. Literally, they're saying these things out loud to their corporate recruiters, okay? The, the white privilege thing, I'm sure there was a time it existed, but in the last decade, uh, under, under these policies, it is gone, folks. All right, don't even pretend. Uh, don't even pretend that that's a reality, okay? There's not a single human being with a functioning brain cell that today would apply to college, any college, as a straight white man if they could check one of those other boxes. Give me a break. Let's not even pretend, okay? I know people that are, you know, they're fractional, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm that. They're not choosing a white. When they, if they're 50-50, if they're 25-75, if the white's 75, they ain't choosing it. <laughs> they're going all in because they understand how it works. Uh, my buddy George from Arizona, uh, from Battle Tested Equipment. Are we shooting next weekend, buddy? You've got the belt feds locked and loaded. That will drive some people crazy. Uh, I, I am working on it. I got to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how I can make it to UFC. Uh, speak at Turning Point uh, on there and then do my annual you know, hunting trip with the boys starting on Monday. So uh, I, if I can pull that off, you know I will do that, George. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, but uh, I'm sure I can usually find... Uh, I can always find a few minutes for uh, for belt feds and full autos. Um, so, yeah, let's see. What, what else is going on? In all seriousness, how would you apply to work for me? Well, my last name is Trump, so I'm probably not getting a court. Like, no, seriously, like, you know, my, my children, like, you think they're going to have an easy time getting into college with their last name? Like, it's just easy to say no, because no one wants to actually, they could earn it. They could, you know... And daughter's a straight-A student. My oldest, you know, daughter's straight-A student. Uh, she's like a world-class golfer. She's been, you know, the captain of her, you know, one of the best golf teams in South Florida since she's freshman. Like, you know, she'll apply in a couple of years to college. Like, you think that's going to be easy for her? Uh, by the way, there's places she would totally be able to get into or would want to go to or deserve to get into, but there's going to be someone at admissions or perhaps a coach that, you know, is, you know, raging lunatic or whatever. Like, you know, that that's it. Uh, so... You know, I don't have a choice. I can't hide and be like, yeah, I am a, you know, I, I can't be like Liz Warren. I'm Native American, guys. People, because they people know it's bullshit. I'm sure there's plenty of people that do that. They lie all the time about it. Yeah, how are they going to check? Are they doing 23andMe's like as part of college? No. Oh, yeah, well, you know, someone once told me I'm, I've got some Indian. That's what Liz Warren did. She she parlayed that all the way up to, uh, you know, million dollar jobs at Harvard to barely teach anything and got used it to, be a minority to get, you know, jobs and other things and in Congress and all this. And we turns out, oh, guess what? Kim, my fiance, is significantly more Native American than Liz Warren because she was like 9%. Taino Indian, apparently. So, uh, you know, Kim's like 9%. Liz Warren was like 0.00000%, okay? Zero fucking percent. Didn't stop her from doing it. But if you're a Democrat and you do it, it's fine. If you're a Republican and doing it, I got in trouble because... Uh, when the Liz Warren stuff came out, Kim did her like 23 and me back when she was on the five and it came out and it was like all these things. I was like, oh, like I, so I, I got on TV and I go, I will put, I think it was 10,000, maybe a hundred thousand dollars to the charity of her choice. 
that, you know, my girlfriend at the time is significantly more Native American than Liz Warren. You'd think that, you know, if she's so Native American and she's out there parading this for years, uh, whatever it is, um, you would think uh, that they would be all over this, that they would take that bet and give it to some charity that I would hate. But they ran scared, totally wouldn't address it because they knew it was bullshit. But it's okay. You can bullshit if you're a Democrat. So, you know, I don't, I don't have the privilege of bullshit. I know, guys, that actually, I know people applying to some of these institutions of higher learning, and I quote, who, you know, wrote their college essays about stuff they totally didn't believe because they knew that's what they had to do to get in because they wanted to go to a very specific program or something like that. So they lied and they went, I go, how do you even write that paper? He goes, no, I mean, I just, I wrote it as though I was just like, it was opposite day. Like I just went full insane. And full insane was exactly what these universities wanted. Um, so, you know, it, it without question. So 46 is a clown, 44 is behind pulling the strings. Yeah, no, that's obviously, right? No, Joe Biden doesn't have a functioning brain, right? That's clear. Uh, whoever's pulling the strings is happy to use him to push through sort of the Marxist agenda. It's no longer the Democrat Party, folks. Let's be clear about that. It's a Marxist communist party. Um, it, it's no longer a Democrat Party. They don't believe in anything that the Democrat Party once ever believed in, right? Um, the old school Democrats, like freedom of speech, they're gone. Like, they, they'd get rid of all of these things. They are full-on Marxist. They don't pretend it. They don't hide from it. It's just reality. Um, I'm curious. Anything new on the Hunter stuff? Is anyone breaking uh, news beyond? All right. Well, we'll probably get some more stuff later on. It's likely tax, it seems like. You know, by the way, which shouldn't surprise us. Like, a crackhead was making millions of dollars from foreign governments and not paying taxes on it. Oh, Oh, no, it's because he's an addict, folks. He's an addict, right? You know, now, again, he's such an addict that once he caught and he's he wants to be forgiven, he just doesn't want to give any of the money back, right? Just like, you know, and by the way, let's stop pretending. Right? He's still selling art for half a million dollars as someone who's never been an artist and, you know, journeyman artist is making half a million dollars. And everyone says, hey, that I think even one of the Obama people is like, ah, it's kind of ripe for crime and fraud and what are, well, it's not stopping him from doing it. Uh, and he's you know, apparently not an addict right now, so he's happy to grift and make that money and all of that stuff. So, you know, let's let's stop pretending. There's Again, there's a reason he wants to do the public testimony so he can play the sympathy card rather than have to actually answer real questions in a congressional inquiry. So uh, let's not let your congressman, especially the Republicans, will be, no, I want to get a soundbite on Twitter. Uh, that's bullshit. Make him do, give him the full Don Jr., right? I mean... He's a Yale attorney, guys. Come on, the Democrats tell me how much more accomplished he is than me. Like, he should be able to handle some hours of rigorous grilling. Then he can do a public thing all he wants. Um, But, you know, they'll do what he can to stop it. Um, And nothing will happen because, you know, the Republicans will get rolled in the end. Um, Let's see. Robert Barnes said this was viable when asked in a FOIA and email... The mail-in ballots actually requested from state and swing states to match the mail-in ballots cast probably will easily prove election fraud. Dave, but Dave, that's over Dave over on uh, local. Like, I think they've they've proved. I, I mean, last week it was what Georgia. They proved the thousands of votes, and Arizona had the same thing. They're like, well, but now we can't do anything because it would hurt the it would hurt the credibility of the state. I'm like, wait a minute. So you figure out that everything that you wanted to jail people for, and Trump was guilty of being a Nazi for, and all these magic things, like all of a sudden now. Now that we find out they're actually real, we're not going to even address them. Like, we're not, not, there's no, it's what they do. They lie to your face. 
They sell it. They get what they want. They take the win. They move on six months later when it no longer matters and they can pretend you don't do anything about it. Oh, well, you were right, but okay, fine. We'll, we'll do it again next time. Um, we we got to learn, folks. Uh, we got to learn. Um, Dan Ball's on with uh, DJT in 30 minutes. Okay, check that out. I'm sure he'll be great. Um, let's see. Notice the GOP has two debates on CNN in January. Hope your dad has a big, beautiful, huge rallies planned for that day. Yeah, but it's one of those, it's like, you know, it's, I read the story. It was sort of weird. It's like, it's not really like an RNC sanctioned debate. It's sort of like an, a Republican. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. I'd love to shit on, you know, the RNC if they were actually hosting more debates on CNN doing that. I mean, that's what the story tries to, you know, the headline tries to get you to go there. Uh, and, and I got plenty of problems with what's going on at the RNC, as you guys all know. But like, it's not actually like that. But but yeah, it, it, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if they are, they're doing CNN debates and letting them set the stage. But it doesn't seem like it's an official thing. It may be done with some of the state parties or something like that. Um, and we'll see. So it's not official, but the RNC okayed it. Like, you know, of course they would do that. They, I guess they can't stop people from doing it, but it'd be interesting who's doing the CNN Republican debate. I mean, oh boy. <laughs> it never ends. Uh, it, it never ends. So, all right. Uh, seems like local's a little slow tonight. I think we got a lot of questions here on the other one. Sorry about the technical difficulties, guys. But uh, um, I will see you guys on Monday. Uh, need everyone to go check out our sponsors, okay? We got to support the people who support us. Go check out the folks over at Gold Co. You see what's going on. You see what's happening with gold. That probably tells you something. The markets are speaking. They understand the turmoil that's going on. Educate yourself by going to donjuniorgold.com. D-O-N-J-R gold.com. It's really easy. And again, if you're looking to balance your portfolio, if you're looking to diversify, do it with Gold Co. at DonJuniorGold.com, where you have a company that's actually willing to risk it by supporting this kind of programming, right? There's places you can go, right? They may be donating to the Democrats. They may be donating to Planned Parenthood or the Teachers Union. Who the hell knows? Um, but at Gold Co. at DonJuniorGold.com, you know they believe in this. Otherwise, they wouldn't support programming like this. And that makes it worth you giving them the benefit of the doubt and the first shot. So check them out, donjuniorgold.com. Same thing, guys, with Patriot Mobile. You saw what you know, AT&T's parent company was doing when they wanted to try to literally cancel OAN and Newsmax on cable television. I mean, conservative, just get rid of it. They don't believe in free speech. So you can give AT&T your money, or some other woke telecom company or money, and they will donate to causes that you hate and causes that hate you, or you can give your hard-earned money to a company like Patriot Mobile by going to patriotmobile.com slash triggered and donating to a company that gives money to causes you actually believe in, right? They fought school board battles, so you don't have your children indoctrinated in woke BS and DEI, uh, First Amendment, uh, Second Amendment, brave police and first responders. These guys donate to that. They're great people. So for free activation, it's fast, it's simple, and it's easy. Go to patriotmobile.com slash triggered. I know you guys all, I know there's one guy on Locals that says he does not have a cell phone, which is amazing, but I know basically all of you have a cell phone. Stop having it with a company that hates your guts. You're going to get the same service, reliable coverage, all of those things, but you can do it with someone who's going to take your hard-earned dollars and actually fight for the stuff you believe in as opposed to weaponizing your hard-earned dollars against you. 
So guys, thank you for being here. If you don't get to see the show here live every time, you can check us out on Spotify. All right, go to the podcast, Triggered, obviously. Uh, same with iTunes podcast. Check it out there. Like, share, subscribe. Click the like button. It's fast. It's easy. It's how we get the message out there. It's how we beat the algorithms. It's how we defeat big tech and the woke mainstream media, everything like that. But we need your guys' help. You guys are the best. Click like before you sign off. I love you, and I'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend.